Well, how about color me totally self-involved? Care to elaborate? Yeah. With Shylock, it's wine, 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 like the whole world is about him. He acts like it's justice, him getting a pound of Antonio's flesh. It's not justice, it's yicky. <laughs> but has Shylock suffered? What's his place in Venice society? Well, everyone looked down on him. That is such a twinky defense. Shylock should get over himself. People who think their problems are so huge craze me. Like this time I sort of ran over this girl on her bike. It was the most traumatizing event of my life and she's trying to make it about her leg. Like my pain meant nothing. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, reviewing it, giving our reaction. We are your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're going over episode 11, Out of Mind, Out of Sight, directed by Reza Badi. Uh, the story by Joss Whedon, teleplay by Ashley Gable and Thomas A. Swyden. The original air date was May 19th, 1997, to an audience of 3.36 million people. And uh, I think that you were right in the prediction from last episode. I was right. Um, yeah, because I predicted it'd be someone that they they knew, but then they couldn't see or something like that. It was I forget exactly the wording I had, but it was it's pretty, pretty spot on with that. Yeah, I was definitely... Well, you know what? I think that mine was a little bit right as well, because I think I said something about like somebody not being uh, around, so they just forgot about them. I think if we combined our predictions, it'd be spot on. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I said. I think you said someone goes blind. Oh, you know yeah. what? I probably did. <laughs> yeah, don't try to steal my, <laughs> my call. Okay. <laughs> you know what? It's crazy. That, you know, this was just... Last episode, and I already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> what I You're like, no, yeah, I definitely said uh, they would see somebody, and they wouldn't. And then, well, you were like, I definitely, no, you I just said someone goes blind. I don't care. I definitely recall saying that this was going to have to do with someone playing the flute. I <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. What are your uh, initial thoughts on this episode, Vance? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What's your, what's your deal before we get into it? You know what I'll say positively about this episode is that I enjoy the fact that watching this, I know that there's going to be a twist, you know? Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, if it's just a ghost or something, it's whatever. But I'm like, where's that like Buffy style twist number one, twist number two? You know? Yeah. 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 I thought that there were some twists that I called, but then there mm -hmm. were some that I was like, oh, okay, that's mm -hmm. interesting. But it was a, it was a pr overall a pretty interesting episode, I feel. It was interesting and a little harrowing at the end. Like, very, like, oh, man, this is, like, yeah. getting dark. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's some really dark moments mm -hmm. in this show that, yeah. like, you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, a teen show, I feel like. <laughs> and it gets... Kind of, kind of wild. <laughs> Compile a list of dead kids, dead or missing kids, <laughs> dude. I mean, I don't know whether to get to it later or yeah. just do it right now. But at one point in this episode, 
Uh, I'll, I'll get to it later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Should we uh, get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the episode opens up with Cordelia talking to a couple of her uh, her friends about loving spring and school's almost out. And she's looking forward to becoming the May Queen, which I guess is like their prom queen type of thing. Or it's like the winter, you know, like those harvest dances that they have. Like, I don't know what this is because it's not prom yet. Yeah, I know it's not prom because they don't yeah. say prom. And they would definitely they say, say prom. But like May is when prom is. Yeah, it's they say it's spring. So the beginning of spring is that May, May 21st. Yeah. yeah. So school's close to being over. I don't know what this is. Yeah, but uh, so she's chatting with her friends and then randomly runs into Buffy and Buffy has a bag full of like medieval vampire slaying weapons that just spill out all over. The I floor. mean, there is a wooden crucifix in that. Like, you don't. Yeah. Someone's bag doesn't spill over with like. It was like a mace, like yeah. with spikes coming out of it, like some sharp objects and a wooden crucifix. You wouldn't go like, oh, that's Buffy. She's just a weird girl that's in the library. Like, that'd be like, yeah. no, no, you can't have this. <laughs> yeah, she's, and especially since so many kids are murdered on this campus. Yeah. She's walking around with like a mace, a crossbow and like wooden uh, cross and everything and like, and then she's just like, oh, this is Mr. Giles. He wanted me to deliver this to the history club. And then Cordelia's just like, wow, you're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to mention that Cordelia is with her boyfriend whose name I don't know. Or Mitch. Mitch, some guy that's like just first time seeing him, right? Yeah, I don't recall seeing him. Yeah. But uh, he's going to be may king with her as may queen or whatever yeah because they're the most popular kids in school you know that thing oh they they definitely like (laughs) (laughs) there is this uh mtv made for tv movie called totally awesome and Mm. it's about yeah is that the one with uh uh tracy tracy morgan tracy morgan yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i love that movie yeah, it was written by Neil Brennan, I think. Yeah, who, did, who was part of Chappelle's show and uh, yeah. stand-up comedian that does tons of, yeah. Yeah, so it's about this kid that moves to a new school and he's like, oh, I don't want to go to a new school, I'm going to be a loser. And the parents are like, what do you think there is? You think there's like popularity rankings? And then they cut to them in school. It's like, all right, time for this year's popularity rankings. <laughs> <laughs> like, at the bottom is Charlie. <laughs> he's just like, fuck. I would say anybody, whether you want to watch that movie or not, just look at the, just go to YouTube and look up totally awesome Tracy Morgan bloopers. Like, yeah, it is, it is probably the best 10 to 20 minutes you'll spend. It's so good. Dude, it's such a good, it's got Tracy Morgan, Chris Kattan's at Mikey Day, who is on SNL now. Oh yeah, early Mikey Day, yeah. And I think Britt Daniels in it too. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's a spoof of like all those 80s teen movies. But anyway, we're getting way off topic. But it was it's like that with Cordelia. She's like, everybody knows I'm the most popular and everyone loves me. And so I'm definitely going to be voted May Queen. It's like, okay. So then we cut to them in class and Cordelia is being self-involved again, where she's basically likening the struggle of a Jewish person. And I don't know what book they're it's, reading. Uh, I, I believe it's The Merchant of Venice. Shakespeare's okay. Merchant of Venice. I, that's what I could gather from what I was hearing. But, okay. Yeah. 
but she's talking about like his struggle is much like hers because I, I can't really recall well, exactly. She compares something and then she goes later like, oh, one time I hit this girl with my car and she complained about her leg and never cared about how it was like a traumatizing for me. Yeah. And the teacher's like, interesting. <laughs> and then they get up and like leave. And Cordelia goes up to the teacher afterwards like, hey. And she's like, oh, thanks for like questioning things and like very interesting thought provoking stuff and i'm like what teacher right? did you not notice the social the, the sociopathic behavior of this girl that just uh just yeah. what she was saying before she admitted to running over a girl and just being like nonchalant about it yeah she's mad about someone else's feelings because it's not like it's it's something where you have to be like hey you need you might be good at writing some stuff in the class or you're getting good test scores but you have a problem and this teacher is not aware of that well it seems like this teacher like really likes and respects cordelia yeah. for some reason like every other teacher is kind of like you're just a bimbo kind yeah. of we don't really take you too seriously but this lady's like cordelia is a great student yeah and i, I don't know why and she's like oh I, i'm having issues with like what I'm, my paper and like what i want to say she's like well i saw your outline maybe you can meet after school mm-hmm. you know and i was just like all right that's uh we're, I'm happy I like announced the little spoiler that I discovered for Cadelia last week because mm-hmm. here it seems like we're slowly getting this set up for her being we more had, involved. Well, this is kind of a Cordelia heavy episode. Oh, which really we, heavy. We mentioned before, like, you know, we think that Cordelia is best used in like little doses, but this one like really leans into her. And I don't think it was a bad thing necessarily. No, it got a little, I was like a little worried once we had that scene with the teacher. I was like, oh boy, it's just going to be a lot of her in this. And well, I thought with that scene too, I was like, this doesn't have, seem like any supernatural or anything. Like this just seems like a teen, like school drama where it's like, I'm having a hard time with my grades. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and this happens before, yeah, before all the weird stuff happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, the weird stuff is happening now. So Mitch, who is Cordelia's arm candy, uh, is in the boys' locker room, which looks enormous. Anytime I see a locker room in this show, though, I'm terrified. Absolutely. (laughs) So he's in this shower. I mean, it looks like a giant warehouse, like sweatshop thing. Like the ceilings are so high. There's so many lockers, so many showers. Like, how big is this school? I mean, I'd say a quarter of the population yeah. has been killed at this point. <laughs> it's it's like a, an NFL's locker room, like not fully like that size, but like definitely like a, a community college or something. Yeah. So Mitch is in the locker room and he is uh, getting... He's just done showering. He's putting his clothes on and his buddies are like razzing him about like, hey, you going to try and hook up with Cordelia? And he's like, I hope so. Uh, or they say something like, you must be looking good for Cordelia to to be on Cordelia's arm. And he goes, that's not what I'm hoping to be on. And they're like, <laughs> and there's a lot of like touching, like he's shirtless and the guy comes around and he touches his shoulder. And then another dude comes and like touches that other guy and it's like this really weird like way they're interacting that i'm like is this guy about to hurt him like i'm so terrified for her well i think this scene also shows that uh we now we know that joss whedon didn't have friends in high school (laughs) (laughs) i mean i feel like i just really wonder how much of this high school trope stuff is just from movies 
in TV. Like when I watch Cobra Kai now, I'm like, I don't think schools are like this now. Like, I don't know, yeah. but like, I don't think I thought that one of the best things with like high school uh, was like that 21 Jump Street remake mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it was like, wait, I'm jockey, but I'm not like popular because I'm on a football team. Like everyone's yeah. like kind of there's different levels of how social hierarchies work now. Yeah. yeah but whatever. So his friends, uh, Mitch's friends, kind of leave him alone, and he's putting on his pants for like twenty five minutes. Yeah how how long is it taking this guy to get dressed? Is he the one that's like <laughs> moosing his hair in the shower? I have no clue. Man. I never showered in the locker room. Me neither. I put on my clothes dirty and went home and showered. Yeah, I did. I don't get that. Like when people shower, like even when I had gym in the middle of the day in high school, I just was stinky the rest of the day. I didn't okay. care. There was no time to shower after gym in high school. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so then Mitch starts to hear a, a girl's laugh and he looks around. And he's like, is anybody there? And she hears a laugh again. He's like, who is it? I swear you better come out. And he goes to reach for a baseball bat that's on top of his locker. Were they playing baseball? No clue. <laughs> like I saw that bat and I was like, where did that come from? Well, as soon as I saw the bat and it yeah. was at his face level, yeah. I was like, he's getting yeah. he's getting mollywopped with that bat. Yeah. Uh, so he goes to reach for the bat. The bat moves and then it just starts wailing on him. And uh, that's when we get the opening song. Now, if there's a bat and it's floating and hitting me, if it doesn't knock me out in the first hit, it's no way it's catching up to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm running. I'm running. Yeah. And it's a locker room. You can go around the lockers. And because we know how the bat's moving, it's not going to move super fast. They can't move faster than you. Yeah, I mean, he gets a hit in the arm and then just crumbles onto the ground. <laughs> yeah, and just keeps and he's like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and we keep getting these fake hits to his face where it's definitely not contacting him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after the opening song, we got Cordelia doing her campaigning to be May Queen. Uh, and then we get just, in my opinion... The worst acting I've seen in this show, maybe, and maybe ever. So Xander and Willow see that Cordelia is like running for May Queen and Buffy's like, wow, she really cares about being popular and she'll do anything to be popular or whatever. And then Willow says something about like, you should have seen what she was running for. (laughs) And then her and Xander are like laughing like, insane people reliving like these memories of back when Cordelia was running for something else. Yeah. They have an inside joke. They're, they ha- they're like having these inside joke moments, which now that you bring it up, never gets paid off for anything. I thought they were yeah. setting up something with that. I felt like they weren't, but I just couldn't get over how terrible the acting was. Like and- Willow and Xander were just the, most yeah. awful. Yeah, it's it like that so forced bad. laughter. It didn't bother me as much, but I was just like, what is happening? And then Buffy's later like, I was May Queen. Yeah. And then I've started to write down, is May Queen a thing in LA that I don't know about? <laughs> and yeah, I've never she, heard of it. And then she turns around. She's like, well, we didn't call it May Queen, but we had the <laughs> the ceremony and everything. I was like, okay, cool. 
Did your did your school have prom king, prom queen type thing? I can't remember. Mine definitely didn't. I well, I went to an all boys high school, so <laughs> 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 who's gonna be prom queen? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it'd be hard for you guys to do a queen with like random girls you brought from somewhere else, right? Well, I feel like that uh, they probably don't do this anymore just because they probably think it's some kind of bullying thing yeah. or like it would make people feel bad. But I, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is when Buffy reveals that she was, quote unquote, May Queen back in her old high school. And that Xander's like, who the hell would want to do that anyway? A bunch of weirdos. And Buffy's like, I was it. And he was like, oh, I mean, you're not a weirdo. You're hot. So, <laughs> so Buffy was popular at her last school or not popular. Can we pick a lane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because she was popular in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. And then she sunny. moves to Sunnydale and she's like, you're a loser. <laughs> well, remember when she first moves there, Cordelia tries to make her the cool kid because she's from Los Angeles. Mm. She's like walking around. She's like, don't hang out with these losers. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Did you also notice that Willow's wearing a Scooby-Doo shirt? I wrote that down specifically for you. Oh, no, I did not notice that. But then there's yeah, later, she, there's a reference to the flute in Bandcamp. And I was like, American Pie? When did American <laughs> Pie come out? Because there's a straight up reference to it. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, because this is 97, right? Yeah, hold on. Because it has to have been. Uh, American Pie is 99. Oh, yeah. okay. So, I mean, this show has alluded to a lot. Foreshadowing. I mean, because Scooby-Doo is foreshadowed so much. They took a mask off of a character last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, now Willow's wearing the Scooby-Doo shirt. Yeah. So, there we go. Um, yeah. At so, some point, she's just, she's just going to be like, how did you meet your mother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Uh, Buffy's going to be like, oh, it seems like this vampire has some cruel intentions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, and eh, here's all your movies lined up. <laughs> um, so as as uh, Willow and Xander now have a second uh, laughing fit, some random guy just comes running down the hallway. He's like, Mitch just got attacked. Somebody beat up Mitch. <laughs> And then this Mitch is, comes out. This Mitch show, comes man. out on a stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> is that the school's nurse that has the stretcher? Like who? No, no idea. And so somebody's like, "Is he hurt? Is he dead?" And this is my favorite quote of the episode. The principal says, "No, no, there's no dead students this week." <laughs> yeah, this guy is great. This this principal is amazing. <laughs> no, no dead students. Not this, not this not week. This week. Yeah. Buffy goes up to Mitch, who's on the stretcher, and she's like, Mitch, what happened? As if, like, they're close. and Right. Like, she, <laughs> everyone seems to, like, tell Buffy everything. Like, Buffy, something yeah. weird happened. Can you, like, at some point, she needs to just start her organization and be like, hey, I'm a slayer. If something weird happens in the school, meet me in the library and tell me what happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Mitch divulges that, you know, hey, a bat just started wailing on me. It was just floating and started hitting me. Mm -hmm. And then Buffy goes, I'm going to investigate. She starts walking towards the locker room and the principal's like, where do you think you're going? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, Mitch. Okay, so this is another part that I love. <laughs> yeah. The principal's standing like 
three feet away from Buffy and Mitch's conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she goes and she, the principal's like, where do you think you're going? And she goes, Mitch told me that he wanted his comb. And the principal's like, I think that he has bigger priorities right now to get medical attention. And he does not need his comb. Well, and then. But the guy was two feet away. Was he not listening to what he said happened? You're the principal. Yeah. <laughs> like the state, the blocking is like everyone's on top of each other. Yeah. I mean, it was just absurd. Yeah. So then Willow is like, well, I heard that Mitch said that he's going to get his dad to sue the school. Again, principal would have heard this. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he was just staring at the ceiling for the last few minutes. He put his, as soon as Buffy approached that uh, stretcher, he just put his fingers in his ears. La, 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 la. But so when he hears that uh, Mitch might sue the school, the principal's like, what? Sue the school? What did he say? And this gives Buffy enough of a distraction to sneak away. To like sneak away from two feet. Like she's going down the hall that only leads there. Yeah. So Willow makes some kind of mention like, oh, yeah, his dad's a real tough lawyer. Other lawyers call him the beast. And then the principal is shaking in his boots and Buffy goes into the locker room. She goes in the locker room and disturbs the crime scene. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Which is the reason why the uh, principal does not want her going in there. (laughs) He's like, that's a crime scene. You do not go in there. Uh, but she does, and she sees the bat on the floor. She kicks the bat. She l- looks at the lockers, and spray-painted on the lockers is the word look. And she's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then that's basically that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she tells, uh, she, she tells uh, Xander and Willow about it at the lunch table, and... and Xander is just peak Xander here. I love this line. I love it. She's like, yes, they spray painted look on the locker. And then Xander goes, look, look at what? No, that wasn't a line I like. But (laughs) what's the line that you like? Well, they talk about it. It was like, there was a bat floating around. And he's like, what could it be? And he's like, a vampire bat. And then everyone (laughs) just like, he goes, oh, that joke not working. Okay. And I was like, that's not a bad one. That's not a yeah. bad one. But Giles comes in and he's intrigued about the uh, the invisible person. He's like, well, it's either a ghost, an invisible person, or a poltergeist. I mean, he came up to, with that real quick. Yeah. Like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he asks Xander to do research with him. And Xander's like, oh, man. <laughs> and Buffy's like, well, we could interview people that are close to Mitch, including Cordelia. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. yeah. But they never uh, really, Buffy never interviews Cordelia or anyone like she said she was going to do. She does not. And I want to say last week we mentioned with the kid, uh, if killing the kid would have solved the problem. Mm -hmm. And now we know for sure ghosts are a thing. So we don't know what that would have cost. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so then we get uh, Cordelia talking to her friend. I can't remember her name. Uh, uh, Har- Harmony. 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 That's yeah. her name. She's talking to Harmony about like I just feel so bad for Mitch. Like he got beat up with his bat. At last, I saw him. He was all black and blue. 
I mean, I hope he heals up before the May Queen pictures because he's going to look like dog shit. And I was just like, this yes. is amazing. Yeah, she is <laughs> the worst person in the it world. It was incredible. Yeah. And then at this point, we get a weird like flashback sepia tone thing where it's like Cordelia and Harmony talking and they're in the same space. Mm-hmm. And then she, they just look into the camera, breaking the fourth wall kind of, and they're just like, what are you doing here? And then it cuts back. Yeah. And I think they were in different clothes. So it was a different time period. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was, it just, that cut was so jarring to me. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, what is happening? And yeah. then it just cuts out of that. And then they're stolen the same spot. It wasn't like, because they do something later with it where it mm-hmm. makes sense. But it's like different. It's a whole different scene. Not like yeah. the same scene in the same location and the same angle. Yeah, um, and this flashback, like, it, it just came from out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There was no... Uh, nothing triggered it. Nothing... Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're just watching it, you're like, wait, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. So then when they cut back, and then she's walking down the stairs, and then there's another, like, bad cut, which I think is just a bad, like, TV cut where, like, Buffy appears out of nowhere. Yeah, the angle's uh, a little off. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothered you, but the angle looks like they're walking towards the staircase and then Buffy says something and they kind of turn, but where they're turning isn't fully where Buffy's st- standing. It's like yeah. one of those kind of... Yeah, and so Buffy, I guess this is when Buffy is going to talk to Cordelia to oh, investigate okay. yeah. her. All right. So she's enough. like, she's Cordelia. Yeah, she's like, hey, Cordelia, I need to talk to you. And then so her and Harmony turn around and then Harmony just gets thrown down the stairs. And it's like not a small staircase. It's probably like 20, 25 stairs. I feel like three students probably have died on that staircase already. Yeah, and she's just rolling down that motherfucker. Good like, good stunt good stunt roll. Yeah. yeah. And so she gets to the bottom and the principal's there. And he's like, oh my God, what the heck? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, Harmony, are you okay? And he's like, give her some air. And she's like, I think I might have broken my ankle. I'm like, you're lucky that you only uh, broke your ankle. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like you, and you, she started falling down it backwards. Yeah. Like she did a flip and then rolled. Yeah. And, and she's like, just she's like, Ow, I think I broke my ankle. I was like, okay, yeah, like, cool. I mean, good God. But honestly, like I don't, I know I bring this up every week, but the parents of these students at the school, don't they have to be wondering why like everyone's being sent home in body bags or medical <laughs> bills <laughs> like, yeah they might as well transfer to a different school even if it's like a private school because the medical bills will cost the same as a private yeah, school yeah. <laughs> oh what happened oh, i was beaten to death in the locker room oh the same locker room that uh we found three bodies okay cool yeah <laughs> so Buffy and Cordelia go down and Cordelia's like, she, she just got, she just fell down out of nowhere. And then Harmony's like, no, I didn't just fall. Somebody pushed me. And then Buffy's like, somebody pushed you. She runs back up the stairs to like check out something. Yeah. Uh, and then she sees, she hears laughter and she sees a door closing yeah. invisibly. And she's like, ooh, yeah, she goes, I think this is the invisible girl. She goes into <laughs> Buffy investigation mode. <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, mm-hmm. they think it's a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So she follows the uh, the trail there. She goes uh, into into the... She follows the, the fucking 
ghost she thinks and it leads her to the band room and she's hearing laughter and she's just like i somebody here i know someone's here i just want to talk like what's going on and then the invisible girl escapes through the ceiling as if buffy couldn't hear that and as if like she they have like those popcorn ceilings that you know those easily movable tiles yeah, yeah like where you just lift up that one piece of thing and slide it over ceiling yeah which uh you can't really climb up those because they're not like weight bearing load yeah exactly <laughs> like that was exactly like, my you point can't grab on like it's just like drop drop ceiling it's drop ceiling drywall that's all it is um yeah and i thought and like i thought it was stained with like some blood or something i thought she had hidden a body up there or something yeah it looked like some kind of like water stain some kind of blood stain yeah. something was going on but buffy uh she investigates it and she's like okay well i'm fairly certain that this is not a ghost because I bumped into it and I felt something. And so it, she tells, and it didn't go through me because I was like, "Yeah, if it goes through you, it's a weird feeling or something." Yeah. So she's telling the gang, yeah. Giles, Xander, and Willow about that, and she deduces it is a, an invisible person. Uh, so Buffy is now investigating the school at night, where she sees Cordelia trying on her dress, and she's got like five or six girls helping her it is like she's in the princess diaries or something and she has a whole team working on her dress at school yeah what, what? are you talking about cardelia has come from a family with money i just have mm-hmm. to assume like she says i don't buy off the rack like every like she has money so i assume she has a really nice room mm-hmm. why would she not be getting ready there no idea or even at like a professional tailor yeah like she's just got like four friends helping her and what i always think the friends are the most interesting part of the mean girl (laughs) click you know like yeah why 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 are you still like being parasites to this girl like everyone's working on her dress yeah everyone yeah and you know that she's not working on their dress not working on their dress she's mean as hell to them yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. So Buffy sees this and I guess she gets kind of uh, nostalgic about when she was May Queen and popular and she kind of looks down. Uh, then we cut to Giles in the library. We hear like a of a door mm-hmm. and he's like, hello, who's there? I thought it'd be safe in the library. It's in the school yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns and he's looking into the glass of a bookcase mm-hmm. and he doesn't see anything and he's looking around and he turns to his left and angel is there guest starring david Boreanaz. yeah and he's like whoa what the hell are you doing here and he's like the master is up to something i don't know what but i know he's up to something and then giles is like i don't give a shit dude there's an invisible girl in the school <laughs> well he notices that there's no reflection and that mm-hmm. he's a vampire and uh, he's like, no, Buffy told me that you don't drink from humans anymore. And they have, yeah. like, such a strange interaction here in the library. I it is very strange. I couldn't tell what was going on. It was almost like Giles had a crush on Angel for, like, two seconds. Yeah. It was... It was... The point of him being there so that he can give him the Codex book, which yeah. I guess will have something to do with 
I guess next week is the first season finale. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that book will have to do that. But he's like, I'm looking through these books. And he shows them some random books. Like, <laughs> like let's yeah. just know what this is. He's like, yeah, I've read all about the Slayers, but some are missing. He's like, not missing. Not, not lost, but like missing. And he's like, I know yeah. how to find them. And I'm like, are they in Sunnydale? Yeah. And also, how do you know how to find them? Where are they? He's like, uh, I thought that would be like, hey, I'm going to have to, I'll give this to you next week. Or like next episode, which would be like two months from now. Because yeah. I figured he would have to try to figure a way to get overseas to find yeah, these Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, apparently, it's just down at another library. Yeah, I feel like maybe Angel stole them or, or something. Or he just had them. Yeah, But he, he didn't say like, he, he didn't say like, I can get it for you. He's just like, I can find it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But then also Giles is like, you know, he's like, well, why don't you go see Buffy yourself? And Angel's like, I can't. It's too painful. And then and then Giles is like, a vampire in love with a slayer. How poetic. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> like... <laughs> so then, yeah, when when Angel says he's going to get him that book, yeah. Giles is like, you oh, can really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are they teaming up? Like, all right. So, uh, yeah, then he's like, I'm dealing with an invisible girl. And Angel's kind of like, that's a little bit out of my uh, uh, expertise. Yeah. And he's like, it's a little out of mine, too. <laughs> so, yeah, then Angel's like, I'll get you the book. Um, so then at this point, we get a flashback to the girl being ignored by Cordelia in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this girl, her name is Marcy. It's uh, the actress is Clea Duvall. You would know her from like uh, from Veep, most likely. And she was in a movie called The Faculty. That was the first thing I ever saw her in. And it's like, okay, it's almost like the thing, but in a high school. It had like Elijah okay. Woods and uh, Hartnett, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Isn't it's like a horror movie? Yeah, though, right? like one of them is like an alien, but you can't tell which one. It's kind of it's it's literally like the thing, but in a high school. It was pretty okay. big when it came out sometime in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. So we get a flashback of her trying to bond with Cordelia in the bathroom and she's just being ignored. And then when they do finally hear her, they're like, what, what, why are you talking to us? Leave me alone, you loser. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then she makes a joke about the, like they're ripping on the teacher or somebody and they make a joke about uh, his toupee. Or she keeps mm-hmm. making like, and his toupee was weird. And then they rip for her about like, oh, no one's talking. They were telling a story. And then, which should offend you as a comedian. Yep. Cordelia Cord- steals, her bit. steals the bit. And she's like, oh, and did you see the toupee? And everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And just like walks away. I'm like, one, why is this girl even a part of your crew mm-hmm. if you treat her like this? Oh, no, no. She wasn't a part of the crew. She was already in the bathroom. Oh, she was already in the bathroom and they surrounded her. Yeah, okay. and they just started talking as if she wasn't even there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She's uh, Mrs. Cellophane. Um, so then we get to Cordelia winning the May Queen thing. She has some kind of podium and she's giving a speech. In the middle of the day at the quad. Yeah, and there's only like 14 people there to like hear this speech. And they're all spaced out like this wasn't a planned thing. Yeah, like uh, Buffy and them are just walking down the the quad. Like, it's not yeah. like everyone's gathered around to find out. Like, when did the vote happen? Like, what? No idea. What is this? 
So Buffy's got her best investigative sunglasses and ascot on. <laughs> yeah, she's got a neck, like not a neckerchief, but there's something tied around her neck. Like I, yeah, I she looks like Fred that. from Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, so Willow was tasked with looking up every missing kid in Sunnydale. <laughs> And so this is her giving her report to Buffy. Yeah. Like, hey, here's all the missing kids. And Buffy's like, well, this girl, Marcy, she's been missing. And nobody found her. Nobody really noticed. And she plays the flute because um, she was in band. And the last time when I was investigating stuff, I heard a flute playing. So it's got to be her. Mm-hmm. And all, everyone's like, I've never even heard of this Marcy girl. But if you say so, whatever. Like at know? this point, I'm like, OK, we're getting information. Where's the twist? You know, yeah. Like, so Buffy goes into the band oh, room. And she's we like, have to mention. Oh. We have to mention that while uh, Cordelia is giving her speech, there's these two black guys in black suits and sunglasses, and they're like, "Did yeah. she hire security?" And they're yeah. just standing around outside the yeah. bar. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's interesting when we find out who those guys are. Yeah, because it didn't seem too outside of the realm of possibility for her to hire security. Yes. Yep. Um, so now Buffy goes to the band room and she's going to really investigate. And she notices the ceiling is open and she's like, oh, that ceiling looks really well, she, weird. She me- sees a footprint on the desk. Oh, right, 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 right. So then she climbs up into the ceiling and she's like climbing on the foundation of the ceiling and not the uh, little tiles that are made of just asbestos this school uh, has a ton of like little hidden rooms in it yeah i doubt now i kind of want to go up into one of those ceilings just to be like what's up here no it's just See if it's kind of like it's that. just probably rafter like just the beams and stuff yeah <laughs> it's just drop ceiling so she goes up there and she finds a little layer for marcy and uh She's looking through all her stuff. She's got a teddy bear. She's got, uh, you know, a little bed up there. And then she sees her yearbook and she's flipping through it. And as she's doing this, Marcy is up there and she's got a knife and she's about to stab Buffy. And for some reason, she decides not to. Don't know why. I was really expecting Buffy to just swing around and hit her with that oversized yearbook. That yearbook. so huge. That yearbook was a a tome i've <laughs> like it's no way there's that many students that that yearbook needs to be that big it's enormous it was like one of those art books that you like see at the library it's just like i mean <laughs> it was so huge yeah so buffy as the knife is like floating behind her she's got kind of like a spider sense tingling yeah. moment and i'm like oh he's but, gonna smack the shit out of her but doesn't turn around yeah ignores the spider sense steals the yearbook <laughs> you know what's crazy if you climbed up into someone's like hidden loft wouldn't you be on on like just so aware that they might just still be, they're invisible they might still be there yeah like yeah you should be does, on high alert yeah she's not worried at all yeah but she takes the yearbook and uh climbs back down and uh she goes uh to the the library and instead of hold on, hold on before she gets to the library we have a scene where the teacher who was supposed to help cordelia mm-hmm. is just like sitting there and 
the door opens and she's like looking down in a book. And she's like, oh, Cordelia, late as always. And then she turns and Cordelia's not there. And she's like, huh, that's weird. Turns back to her book and then just a plastic bag goes over her head, starts spitting uh, choked. And I was like, whoa, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, she also could get out of this very easily. Like she oh, yeah. doesn't even try to poke a hole into the mouth. I was going to say, it's like that that Dane book, uh, Dane book, Dane Cook bit where he's like, you put a plastic bag over my house, over my face, open your mouth, poke the hole, you can breathe. Yeah. I mean, it might be, yeah, you can figure out a way. And also, this is a teenage girl. Does she have superpowers? Right? Is she super strong? Yeah. Because I was asking that question later when she like pulls someone up. And I was like, yeah. how is she doing this? Yeah. But uh, this is around when Cordelia walks into the classroom and she sees i think her name is miss miller or something yeah but uh she's passed out on the desk cordelia takes the plastic bag off of her head and she just comes back to life she's like (gasps) and cordelia's like miss miller are you okay and then a piece of chalk starts floating and it just writes the word listen on the chalkboard Mm mm-hmm And so that goes along with look, which was spray painted on the lockers earlier. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What a weird messaging this thing has. This this person. But also the teacher is seeing this chalk thing move, right? Yeah, and so is Cordelia. That's super weird, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, And at first I was like, why are they trying to, why is she trying to kill the teacher? We kind of get a reasoning in the later it's because she was trying to yeah she's trying to help no number one she's trying to help cordelia number two the girl was being ignored by the teacher as well yeah and that's where she starts to actually like turn invisible yeah yeah (laughs) you know what's uh interesting this girl has somehow decided to live in the ceiling right yeah in the school does she did she not have a home or a family. I know I keep bringing this up, but is anyone like it's one thing for everyone else to be like I don't remember her. Do her yeah. parents? Is she so bland that her parents <laughs> don't remember who she is? Yeah, that's I a mean good she point. is missing. She is on the list of missing kids. But like, why yeah. is she like? Why hasn't she gone home? I have no idea. Why would you just climb into your bedroom window and climb back out? Why would you just like sleep with a yearbook for? A, like she's been missing for months too yeah she chooses to live in the school though vance and she can steal some of that high quality school lunch food yeah she's been seeing all the weird creatures too like she saw the mantis person kill she just that's what i need to see i need to see her witnessing all the trauma i think i saw there's like a bag of doritos up there too like like, like she's not she's not living well in the ceiling should have been um, some so yeah. creatine and protein powder and weights. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when we get to Buffy in the library with uh, Xander and Giles and Willow. And she's like, I got this yearbook. I think it's that girl, Marcy, that's been missing. And she's like, do you guys know her? And all of them are like, no, we don't know anything about her. And she's like, well, you definitely do because you signed her yearbook and The only signatures in her yearbook say, have a nice summer, which is the kiss of death. And it means that nobody knows anything about her and she's unpopular. Yeah. And this is coming from Willow and Xander being like, wow, this girl's a loser. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, she is awful. And I'm like, man, if this girl is worse than, if this girl is worse than Willow, because Willow was the 
the biggest loser in the school in the beginning. No mas. Now it's Marcy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who they don't even remember signing her yearbook or meeting her. And they have yeah, four they're, they're like, you have we have four classes with this girl. <laughs> yeah, and Xander's like, I mean, it's a big school. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm, I'm paying attention to the teachers with the tight shirts, you yeah. know? Like, like, there's a picture of her like holding you, Xander. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she saved your life, life. Xander, like three times. She's yeah. like, ah, what do you want me to do? I, fucking Buffy's over there. I'm trying to hook up with Buffy and then one of the teachers. Yeah. Hey, I lost my best friend, is turned into a vampire, I accidentally killed him, and uh I, I got over that pretty quick. Yeah, I did like that. So all of the signatures say, have a nice summer. And they're like, well, where did we sign it? We didn't sign it. And Buffy's like, Xander, here's yours. And he's like, ooh, have a nice, oh boy. And then Willow's like, well, where's mine? And she goes, it's right there. And she goes, well, I wrote, have a great summer. So, you know, I cared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh. Yeah, so then we get the flashback of her being ignored so much by the teacher that she literally is becoming invisible. And and Giles is like, I should have known. And I do like that when we have that first classroom scene, she is in it, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Oh, no, no, she maybe she wasn't because she's been invisible for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So then Cordelia. It'd be interesting to go back. Yeah. yeah, we'd have to rewatch it, but I don't have the dedication. <laughs> We're going to do a hundred and some episodes, but we will not go back. Yeah. So then Cordelia busts into the library and she's like, Buffy, look, anytime something weird happens, you're involved somehow. I need your help. There's something crazy going on. Miss Miller has been uh, almost asphyxiated. Mitch got beat up with a baseball bat and Harmony got thrown down some stairs. This is all centered around me. I need your help. Everyone in here is a loser, though. Me, 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 me. I need your help. I'm coming to you, losers. (laughs) Yeah. And I love when Giles is like, I think this is the first time I've ever seen you in here. And she goes, yeah, it's because I have a life. (laughs) I've never seen you here. It's like, oh, no, I have a life. That line delivery was amazing by her. Yeah, it was, it was great. great. Yeah. And she's just like roasting everybody. She's calling everyone losers. Yeah. And then she's like, this has to do with me. And Xander's like, wow, for the first time, you know, you're actually right. <laughs> it is all about you. Uh, and I love that Giles just being that British gentleman just yeah. offers his chair for her to yeah. sit down. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Cordelia is a part of the team now. This is it. Yep. So, they come to the conclusion that, you know, this girl is trying to get revenge on Cordelia. Like, she's even got, like, her, she drew, like, devil horns on her and X'd her face out in her yearbook. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, well, I think it has to do with the May Queen thing. And I think that's probably where she's going to make her move on on you, Cordelia. So, I think we might want to cancel the May Queen thing. And she's like, no, 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 no. I need to be May Queen, so we got to figure something else out. <laughs> She's like, if I do this, she wins. Yeah. Um, and I, I wrote down that it's crazy that Cordelia goes with the invisible girl thing yeah. immediately. Yep. But thinking about it, she did see Chalk moving. So, yep. um, yeah. yeah. But did she even mention that to them? I don't think so. I mean, she probably did, like, in the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no. It would have... I'm talking about when she gets there. Like, it's no... No. Yeah. I, I don't think she did. Yeah. So, how, she's just like... They're like, hey, we think this one girl that used to be in the school is invisible now. 
And she's like, yeah. cool, got it. No questions. <laughs> so now the, uh, the, the plan is to use Cordelia as bait in order to lure Marcy to her. And then that's when they can like figure out what to do with her. But Marcy, is that really the plan? It seems like it. Yeah. Wouldn't I would think the plan would, I mean, this, I know they don't do this, but I would think the plan would be to set a trap where she stays, you know, where she goes to sleep and mm. just set some like trap for when she goes there that you catch her. Oh, regardless of what the plan is, it would have been foiled because Marcy is in the library overhearing all of this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they don't seem to think, oh, invisible person can be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're just talking very loudly about it. And blah, blah, blah. So now we get a scene where Cordelia is talking to Buffy about like how sad she is that she's popular. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm popular, but. You know, I feel lonely and, you know, I, I just because I'm surrounded by a bunch of people all the time doesn't mean I never get lonely. And Buffy's like, well, then why do you work so hard to be popular? And she's like, well, it's better to be popular and lonely than lonely and lonely or something like that. To me, this is all just nonsense. Yeah, I was like, OK, this is like some like, oh, she's not so bad. I'm like, no, you're being a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Like, you can't be like, oh, I get lonely, too. I'm like, yeah, you just made it about you again. You've yep. just been trolling people, and now you just made it about you again. And it, I know it wants to be more sympathetic, but it's not at all. Yeah. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah, and Buffy's like, look, I know what it's like to be popular. And Cordelia's like, what? When? Where? What? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> wow, you're just like even mean in this moment. Like, yeah, Cordelia's awful. Yeah. So then... Uh, Willow, Xander, Giles are in the school and they start to hear flute music and they're like, we should follow the flute music. That's Marcy probably. So they go to investigate that. Cordelia goes to change into her May Queen dress in a broom closet or something. Yeah, I mean, the school's real small apparently. So that's the only yeah. place she can change. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, but Buffy and her are like, this is the the place where you're going to be safest. Yeah. I was like, why does she have to change there before she goes? Another question. The bronze is holding the May uh, Queen reception or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. the bronze is now affiliated with the school. <laughs> <laughs> like this yeah. place that serves underage kids. Yep. It's, it's a rock venue. It's a prom venue. It's it's just a catch-all venue. Yeah, I was just like, this would just be in the school gym. Mm -hmm. This is exactly where it would be. Every dance is in the school gym. Yep. And this makes, Not this one. This one's at the bronze somehow. It's crazy. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, so Cordelia is changing in the, in the broom closet and they start to you know, she and Buffy are like bonding over like what it's like to be popular and lonely and blah, blah, blah. Um, Xander, Willow and Giles go into a creepy basement where they hear the flute, but it's a trap. And I knew that this was going to be a trap mm -hmm. as soon as they're in the creepy basement. Uh, and it's like a boom box that's playing flute music. And as soon as they see the boom box, the door slams and gas gets turned on. Yeah. You know when a cassette tape of flute music would definitely sound like a flute playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's a question. Yeah. 
How did any of that happen? Because the door slams. So if the invisible girl slams the door, she's outside of the room. So how could she turn on the gas? Oh, she could have easily just turned that on before they got in there and had the door. It could have been already spilling in when they got in there. But it seems like it went up as soon as the door closed. Nah, I mean, maybe just to edit because she ripped the knob off of it. Okay, I mean, I just... I mean, that's that's so low on my list of... It's it's high on mine. It's not adding up. When did she Uh, have time to record her whole... uh, her, like, 20-minute flute solo? Who knows, man? It's been going on for a long time. (laughs) Why why all three of them are together walking down there, too? Yeah. Like, yeah. So Buffy and uh, Cordelia are still bonding about popularity, and then... This is when I knew that Cordelia was about to get attacked is because Buffy's like, hey, can you shut up for just a moment? I need to talk and I'm just going to lecture to you. And I was like, well, if you don't hear Cordelia, she's definitely getting attacked. And for some reason, she's like, oh, I want you to change in this closet room, not like just the regular bathroom or anything. And then yeah. Buffy leaves. Yeah. And I'm like, we just saw her getting dressed with five girls around her. You can you can be in the room. Yeah, <laughs> you can be in the room when she changes. So, of course, Buffy goes to open the door and it's locked. And she's like, oh, no. Cordelia's like, ah, Buffy, I'm being attacked. Buffy punches through the door and unlocks it. Cool move. I thought she was just going to kick the whole thing down. So did I. Opens the door and then Cordelia's being dragged up into the ceiling. How is this girl (laughs) this strong? Yeah. She's lifting. I mean, even if Cordelia weighs, you know, like. If, even if she's skinny, that's still like a lot of weight to be yanking up into mm-hmm. the ceiling. Yep. And especially if she's like using that, like if she's using that as a drop ceiling as as what she's on, you know? Like just, yeah, just pulling someone straight up off the ground is hard. Yeah, yeah it's hard if they're cooperating with <laughs> yeah. you, you know? Uh, but yeah, she's got super strength now. Yep. So she brings Cordelia to her lair in the ceiling and Buffy goes and she finds it. Uh, Marcy kicks Buffy through the ceiling and she falls down into a classroom. She smashes through the ceiling, smashes through a desk, wakes up. And now there's a, a bag of medical equipment next to her and a syringe comes out and she gets stuck in the neck with uh, some kind of passy out drug yeah because this girl's been studying medical uh stuff too um she's a genius yeah i loved when the needle went in and buffy just goes uh doesn't reach up to pull it out of her neck or nothing like she's just like like, oh (laughs) oh i guess this is happening you know yeah (laughs) and then somehow this girl got them to the bronze Yep, the, Buffy and Cordelia wake up in the bronze, tied to chairs. <laughs> I want to see how that happened. I want to oh, see yeah. how she dragged them to a car, drove an invisible car to the bronze, yep. dragged them out. And then had time to do like some set dressing. <laughs> well, I think they were. Set, I think it was set up for the dance. Okay. Yeah. All right, Vance. Spoil yeah. my fun. Yeah. I mean, the but fact she that she it- tied up two people in a chair... Yeah, I mean, but she did have time to write learn in a gold glitter on uh, some kind of sheet. True. 
Yeah. <laughs> because no one has seen. Is it just for Cordelia? Because only Buffy has seen Look. Yep. Cordelia has seen uh, what? Uh, listen. listen. And Learn no. is... <laughs> you're just like, what is this? Yeah, well, I did that get explained at all? Like the Look, Listen, and Learn thing? I think the, I think she was like trying to have a lesson of... Cut, I, no, her plan is like psychotic. She just wants to cut <laughs> this girl's face up and... Yeah. yeah so they're tied to a chair and i guess her plan is to be like uh i'm gonna cut your face up so good that no one will ever forget your face and cordelia's like yeah yeah and like the knife is just like in front of her face i mean she has a around. whole kit of like dismemberment surgery tools and she's got the scalpel yeah. and you're like this is this is <laughs> this is scary she basically has the bag that Buffy was carrying at the beginning of the episode with all the weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to fucking cut your face up. Cordelia has some kind of anesthetic in her face that she can't feel her face. Yeah. Uh, and Marcy explains, like, that's what I want because I don't want you passing out when I cut up your face. Yeah. And Buffy is. We just saw Buffy. Punch through a door. Mm-hmm. But these ropes, <laughs> she can't untie herself. She can't untie herself yeah, if for she, some if reason. If she had handcuffs, she would just be able to break through the handcuffs. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. But she can't untie herself until she can. Like, did she steal a knife from that table and start yeah, cutting it? Yeah, I think she stole a knife and started cutting through the rope. But how? Like, she couldn't reach to the table. Oh, no. It's it's sloppy. <laughs> So she's, I think that she's just like wriggling around and her plan is to like kick mm-hmm. Marcy with the table mm-hmm. of medical stuff and then she escapes. I don't think that she did get a knife. No, she but did while, get, she freed up one of her hands so she could untie once she kicked. Okay, okay. But that doesn't make sense how she got the knife. Well, she was reaching for it and then I guess she just, I mean, whatever, it's whatever. Yeah, it's not great. But So while this is happening, like the girl's like about to cut Cordelia and Cordelia is like, flailing and you can clearly see like the ropes are it's enough for her to take her arms out (laughs) i didn't notice that i was too busy keying at uh that scalpel being like is she gonna cut her and she does cut her once she does cut her right on the cheek man she had a lot of time to do a lot more damage too but she wanted to lecture she had a lot of talking and i did like that she was talking about like oh like because cordelia tried to play her whole like i'm i'm lonely too stuff and she's like, come yeah. on. I don't want to yeah, hear that like, nonsense. Fuck up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so invisible, I turned invisible. Yeah. Like, so Buffy yeah. kicks the surgery cart at Marcy, who is now like 45 feet away from Cordelia. She gets out of the rope, starts to untie Cordelia, and then Marcy just kicks her. She goes flying. And then now Buffy's just getting her ass beat by an invisible girl. And Cordelia's like, I need your help, Buffy. My face is cut. And then Buffy's like, Cordelia, shut up. I need to listen. And then she goes like super senses mode. Yeah. It's like a blood sport moment where she can't see anything. (laughs) She just closes her eyes and the the lighting and the wind and the slow-mo. Yeah. And so she finally hears Marcy and where Marcy's about to attack her from. And then she just turns around and punches her right in the face marcy falls into a curtain and now she's like i can see you now and she just starts beating the shit out of marcy <laughs> yeah. well also hold on, hold, on, hold on 
before this, when I forgot to mention this, when Buffy's tied to a chair, Marcy makes some kind of comment of like, what are you going to do? Slay me? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be a slayer or something? So Marcy knows that she's a slayer. Oh, yeah. She's seen because they referenced something earlier in the episode. It's like, uh, Cordelia's like, isn't it so creepy? She's been around seeing all about secrets. Yeah. And it's like that throwaway line. So that they know that she's seen that she's a slayer and that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But Buffy beats her up. She falls and she's, uh, I guess, incapacitated. And then those men in the black suits that we saw from earlier mm-hmm. ca- charge in. And they're like, FBI, we'll take it from here. They, t- <laughs> they take Marcy and they're like, we're going to don't worry about uh, about her. We're going to find a really useful thing for her. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy's like, oh, so this has happened before and you're going to use her as a spy or something. And they're like, we're not at liberty to say that, but wink, wink. Yeah. And I would be like, if I'm Buffy, I'm like, hey, I need to know a little more questions. Like, how can we stop people from becoming invisible again? Like, yeah. there's so much. It, it just happens so quick. And she's like, all right. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any medical attention for this lady that's tied up and has a cut on her face and has been injected with stuff? Like, no, that's cool. You guys are just going to take like, this girl? Cool. Great. Yep. Right. They don't care about that. They yep. want the invisible girl. Yeah. So after that, they take her away and Marcy's like, where are we going? I can't see anything. <laughs> Is the invisible girl? No, she definitely has clothes on. Yeah. 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 So then we get to school the next day and Cordelia comes up to Buffy, Willow, Xander, and Giles. And she's like, hey, look, I know I make fun of you guys, but in my time of need, you guys really helped me out. So I wanted to say thank you. Mm -hmm. And then Mitch shows up and he's like, are you really going to hang out with these losers? And she's like, what? No, they're just a bunch of losers. I was saying how big of losers they are. See you, losers. (laughs) Okay. Mitch made a miraculous recovery. Oh, yeah. Because his face is completely healed. Dude, he got beat with a baseball bat the day before. Like, this is the yeah. next day. And because, of course, they never do anything on Fridays. All their events are in the middle of the week for some reason. Unless it's been a weekend. Even if it's been a weekend, his face should still be swollen. She still has the cut on her face. Yeah. Well, I also want to say that Mitch, when we first see him on the stretcher, like, he's not black and blue. He just looks, like, wet. Uh, it's swollen. It's definitely he swollen. Sw- he has swollen. a swollen yeah. nose. Yeah. But he looks, like, sweaty and, like, yeah. more likely like he has the <laughs> flu or something. Yeah. Also, when he was on the stretcher, he had no problem talking to Buffy and yeah. telling his whole life story to her. Now, now Cordelia's talking to her, and he's like, ugh, I can't. Why are you talking to these losers? I'm like, you talked to her as soon as you were on a stretcher. Yeah. Oh. You told her to get your comb, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've never seen you use. And God, Buffy's so bad at excuses. Yeah. For someone that has to make excuses every single time, she's so bad at it. Yeah, and she always almost gives the truth. She's like, <laughs> I was just vampires. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Juggling. Cooking pancakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so then we get an epilogue kind of to this where we see uh, the FBI guys are like, hey, they got their arm around Marcy. Basically, like we think we're going to fi- you're going to find a really good home here. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel right at home amongst all these other invisible kids. And then she walks into a classroom with all these invisible kids and somebody's teaching. 
you're like, all right, open up the page 442 or whatever. And then they open up and it's a it says chapter 11, assassination and infiltration. And Marcy just goes, cool. There's just a textbook. What assassination and infiltration? Like, it's like, and it made me think, like, in all stories where someone gets invisible powers, they all go psychotic. Soon as someone becomes invisible, they become a rapist and a murderer. Like, um, like, there's no one's, like, invisible. And they're like, huh, how could I help things? How could I? Like, she's not trying to steal money. She's just literally trying to kill and murder. Well, I mean, also, how, I mean, even Xander, when they talk about the invisibility powers, he's like, oh, yeah, I'd totally go into a locker room. Yeah. Oh, he'd be, Uh, like, he's, uh, I mean, he'd be pervy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like, what good could you do with the power of invisibility, aside from being a spy? Yeah. And even that, like, is that even that good? No. I mean, it's the one thing if you can turn invisible and turn back. And I was, Mm -hmm. like, wondering, like. Now that everyone knows that she's there, does the invisibility, will she stay invisible forever? Like, because now people know her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it's, it's like a, it's really not even explained. It's like some physical, like the mechanics of how she became invisible is not a spell. It's not a curse. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, yeah, we kind of didn't notice her. Well, I also was wondering, and I want to ask you this question. Like, do you think that she could return because like now she's gonna learn how to assassinate and like it's not like her problems with cordelia got resolved the cordelia didn't say sorry to her like nobody said sorry to her i mean she except for willow she should have been killing everyone at the school because i don't feel like i don't feel like cordelia not seeing her and then two other people not seeing her was like that's that's it like that if a teacher didn't notice you and the most popular girl in school and her clique didn't notice you that's one thing. But like when Willow and Xander don't notice you, at that point, you're just killing every student once a day, right? Like if you're going to go <laughs> yeah. down it, just go down it, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, this girl was attacking this one particular girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's take her in and actually show her how to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, she could go back. Yeah. Yeah. I and, doubt we'll uh, ever see her again, but sure. Yeah, I wonder. So that's the. I wonder what more FBI stuff we're gonna see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. And how were they on campus? That's what I was thinking. The FBI are just on campus, and the principal's not saying anything. Does he think they're investigating the beating? I don't know, but I also love like when Harmony gets thrown down the stairs too. He's like, "Promise not to sue." Promise not to sue. (laughs) It's like, all right. He's just so worried about being sued. I mean. At this point, the school should be under a lot of lawsuits. Like, absolutely. Like that list that, that Willow pulled of missing and murdered students. Yeah. Like, that's, geez. that's exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> in one year, this many people have died in the school. Like, unreal, man. And none are drunk driving related. Or there's drug no, there's just, no dead, dead, no dead students yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's the episode. Uh, have any final thoughts, Vance, on out of mind, out of sight? I did have a question of wondering whether or not her poops were invisible, but oh, they probably are if her clothes are, because she went invisible with her clothes on. I also did enjoy. So once the uh, 
once the curtain is over her mm-hmm. and like Buffy can see her, you can see like shoes and stuff like this. <laughs> and like you can see somebody wearing like a long sleeve shirt yeah. as they're like twirling through. So it's like, OK, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I thought this was a pretty good episode. It was all right. Yeah, it's fine. It wasn't my favorite, but yeah, it was a it's, good one. It's interesting to know that this is before the finale, and the only tease to like a battle with the master is the Codex An- book. That yeah, an angel guy, showing up. An angel is just as vague as usual. He shows up, and he's like, "There's something happening with the master. It's big. I don't know what yet." It's like, you know what? Can you show up when you actually have information? Well, it's also like, how do you know? Yeah, like. Like, what inkling? What, what, how do you know? Yeah, he has no information and some information. Like, he just, hey, you're all in danger. No shit, guy. Like, <laughs> we're on a hell mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what Angel does, I guess. Yeah. I can't imagine his show being very interesting. <laughs> uh, At this point, well, based on what we have yeah, to I go guess. off of, like, he just says nothing and does nothing i feel like there's a lot going to happen in this series yeah well obviously i mean we're only on episode 11 yeah but uh yeah so next week is the season finale i believe yeah it is the season finale it is episode 12 which is titled prophecy girl okay um got any got any guesses on that yeah it's just gonna be someone that has a prophecy and it's going to be or, like two or three twists of what the prophecy means. Or do you think it's going to be Buffy fulfilling a prophecy? Because they do talk about like prophecy and slayers uh, in this episode when Giles and Angel are talking. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely going to have something to do with that conversation and the codex. Yeah. That's, all, that's as much as I can figure out. I don't know if we'll end up with the master and the anointed one. But yeah. I'm all right. I'd, I'd be cool if they're done with because it seems like they're not involved with half of the crazy things that happen. Yeah, I mean, this is just like some kind of metaphysical girl turning invisible. I mean, last episode, a coach beat up his his uh, player, and the yeah. coma co- the kid in a coma caused nightmares to come to life. Like, yeah, like that had nothing to do with vampires. Hey, man, that's just yeah. life on the hell mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> we should try to find a way to close the hell mouth. That should be the only thing they should be trying to do. Is close the hell mouth if that's possible. We should make T-shirts and sell them to just say that's life on the hell mouth. I'm. I wonder if that already exists. It might. Yeah. If it doesn't, let's monetize it. People <laughs> listening, would you buy that shirt from us? Write <laughs> in. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at Boys Watching Buffy or email Boys Watching Buffy at gmail.com. Please rate and review and subscribe and all that good stuff. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find podcasts. And uh, that's about it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Stay tuned next time when we wrap up season one with Prophecy Girl. Prophecy Girl.